Hello, everyone, and welcome to Death Star Radio. I am Lodencino Estrada, along with my co-pilot, Chris Howley. Chris, how are you doing on this October evening? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm a little sick, so I apologize for my voice, but uh, I am so glad to be back. Well, you sound great, and I'm also very excited to be back. It's been a long time. Our last episode was on, or on August 27th. That's Your a birthday. long time. My birthday. It was a very long time. It's been two months. It's the 28th of October. <laughs> it has been two months. And we've gotten some Star Wars content since then. We got a Rise of Skywalker trailer, and then about two hours ago, we just got a Mandalorian trailer. And we also pre-ordered Disney Plus since the last time that uh, you and me were on the podcast together. So it's been a while, but we're going we're gonna to talk theories, Chris. And we just saw the Mandalorian trailer, but before we get into Mandalorian, if we do at all, because... We might be on Rise of Skywalker for a pretty long time. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in a little bit of a uh, a bind here. Every time I watch a Rise of Skywalker trailer, like I literally do not care what is in the Mandalorian, what is <laughs> happening at all. Even though it's coming out a month prior to Rise of Skywalker, then I see a Mandalorian trailer and I'm like, who cares about Rise of Skywalker? But it's just it's so a back hard. and forth. It's yeah, a back and forth it's like of what are we gonna watch? If you want to ask me what I'm most excited about, it's what what trailer I've seen recently. Yeah. <laughs> That's really it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the theories have been wild out there, especially with this final trailer, which is the final Star Wars trailer we're ever gonna get for the main nine movies or episodes, whatever you want to call it, the Skywalker saga, which is, whew, makes me tear up a little bit there. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, the theories have been running wild, whether you're on YouTube, Twitter, Reddit, whatever you're on. But we're ready to give ours. What, what do you say? You you jump into yours here real fast. Uh, okay. Uh, disclaimer. It's so jumbled and it's all over the place. I, I don't have a fluid theory. I just have things that I've seen from the trailer and I'm like, I think I can like come up with a theory for that. I just can't put it all together. That's the thing. Yeah, so, I mean, both of ours are kind of like that, just to warn you guys. Um, these trailers from J.J. Abrams have literally given us nothing. Yep, no like, plot, no... No idea. Yeah. It's just like how Marvel's been doing their trailers with, like, the uh, Avengers Endgame and everything like that. It's all been really fast and compact stuff you know what i mean that makes you want to pause it and watch it frame by frame so you believe we're we're giving our our ideas here but there's no way we even know what the movie's going to be about exactly exactly we have no idea but i'll go ahead and get into it um i think jj abrams first of all has not really shown us a lot and i know that that final trailer it feels like you kind of get a gist for the movie. Uh, maybe not so much the plot, but kind of where things are going to happen, the final act, the middle, the beginning. Personally, I don't believe we've seen anything from the final act of the movie yet. I don't think anything has been shown in the trailer yet. And if there is something, it's something very small that you wouldn't even consider. You know, it's just one of those one of those shots that just kind of passes by and that's not really the one that you're focusing on. But... I mean, yeah, I don't know how to get into this. So first of all, let's talk about Rey running through the forest with her lightsaber, and she's kind of refining her skills. We also saw that in the trailer that came out in August. Um, We saw her with the practice droid, and now we see her running through the forest. Now, I think this forest, I'm again, there's so many options here. You have the forest moon of Endor, you have Takodana, and you have Yavin 4. So you have a couple options right off the bat. I think we're on Yavin 4. I think um, in this movie we're going to go back to the Rebel base on Yavin 4. And also in the trailer there is a scene where Lando and Poe and there's a bunch of Resistance people like around them. I think that's the Rebel base on Yavin 4. I think that's where we could... If there's anything, if anything's going to be from the final act, I think it could be that shot. Maybe like that final hurrah before they go into battle. Um... You can also see Maz Kanata in that shot as well. That, and you can also see Admiral Akbar's son. Uh, so I I think we're going back to Yavin 4. Um, C-3PO, I'll talk about C-3PO for a little. Yeah, right. That's kind of the big one, right? This, this is probably the biggest thing. I mean, like, C-3PO delivers the line that makes you cry the most exactly. in this trailer. It's... That's when my eyes started to... That's when 
That's when I got my allergies. That's it, when they, my allergies get they, they could throw up as many texts that say the story ends, but hearing C-3PO say that made me realize that this really is the end yeah. of these story, of this big story. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. It, go on with your theory, but, like, it's just, yeah. So the new character, Zori Bliss, um, there's a picture of her, and she's holding a little disc in her fingers. And this is from the Vanity Fair article, right? I don't know if it's Vanity Fair. I think it's Entertainment Today. Okay, so just, it's just, just if people want to look for it. Yeah. She's holding it and she's showing showing someone and it looks exactly like the disc that is shaped on the back of C-3PO's head. And when C-3PO says that um, he's taking one last look at his friends, I, I think that's legit. I think that's the thing. I don't think this is something that's just kind of glorified. Um, as you know, Chris... C-3PO, his memory was wiped along with R2-D2 after the events of Episode 3, after Revenge of the Sith. And so their memories were wiped. They have no recollection of what happened in the Clone Wars and things like that. I think that disc that Zori Bliss is holding in her hand is his memory bank from that time. And I think in order for him to access it, and somehow C-3PO's memories from the Clone Wars era are going to play a factor into this movie somehow. And he needs to access those memories. But in order for him to do that, they need to take out his current memory chip. So everything that he knows after Clone Wars, so we're talking about A New Hope and and the original trilogy and then this sequel trilogy and all that, and even like the events of Rogue One, all that, he's going to have to forget all that in order to get his knowledge back from prior to the Clone Wars. And somehow that's going to be relevant. So that's why he's saying goodbye to Poe and Finn and Rey and all of them. And yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I, I've been trying to piece this together why they would need his memory from before then. Maybe it has something to do with Anakin Skywalker being his creator. Uh, just anything that I, I just, I don't know what they need because everything that we've been seeing is pointed back to the original trilogy. The only yeah. thing that we saw that wasn't like, that was kind of prequel trilogy-ish is in that same scene. In the background, there's a battle droid head. Yeah. And maybe that's a sign. Maybe, maybe that's, that's a, literally exactly. a sign saying that they're putting his thing back in from that time. Yeah. But um, maybe there's something during the Clone Wars that happened that he needs to figure out how to do. Mm-hmm. And R2-D2 or somebody... You know, somebody says something that like, oh, yeah, that happened during the Clone Wars. And the the new character, I forgot her name already. Zori Bliss. Zori Bliss says something like, I have his memory chip from, or this is some droid's memory chip, and then they realize that it's C-3PO's, and maybe he has that ability to, maybe there's a map they need that's in him, or something, you know, something crazy. This just... What else could it be? Why would his eyes turn red is my thing. Because yeah. his eyes are red in the other trailer yep. in that what looks like to be the same scene. Mm-hmm. So Now maybe that's just processing the fact that another chip goes in and, you know, like kind of like when you reboot something. It yeah. could some, be something very small yeah, like cause, that. Because we never did see them wipe the memory. Yes. You know, so I think that is kind of interesting. Um, obviously they did the wipe the memory thing at the end of episode three because they were fixing plot holes saying that, oh, these droids can't know what happened. Mm. Um, so, but I mean, if they're able to bring that back, I think that'd be phenomenal. And I don't think there's that. I I pretty much agree with you on that one. Yeah. And again, this is such a fragmented theory that I'm, I can't connect it and rightfully so. Like I don't, I don't want to connect it, but. Uh, another thing, and you just realized it, yep. uh, the dagger, right? If you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so uh, in that scene in the new trailer, like I said, this is going to be like Zeno we're all said, over the place. We're going to be all over the place. So this is, if we're talking about specific scenes in the trailer, the trailer, the part in the trailer where Ray and, my personal opinion, I think Ray and Kylo are still fighting at this point. And we don't know where it is. We've theorized that it's uh, the Tantum Four, Cloud City, something in the Death Star, something in a Star Destroyer, something. You know what I mean? And he, they're destroying what looks to be a shrine to Darth Vader. And um, I didn't notice this in like the first 10 or 15 times I watched this trailer, which that might also make me sound crazy that I've watched this at least 10 <laughs> or 15 times. Um, 
that Ray is holding a dagger in that scene. Why would she be holding a dagger if she's already got a lightsaber? And so obviously there's those theories going around. If you guys haven't seen the episode um, in Clone Wars, I believe it's the Morbius dagger. Um, there's the father, the son, and the daughter. The daughter's the light, the son's the dark, and the father's the one that keeps them together. And um, by the end of the... Oh, spoiler warning for the Clone Wars. <laughs> um, by the end of the... Because I know a lot of people will be watching it when Disney Plus comes out. Um, when... At the end of that episode, um, or I guess it's a series of episodes, you know how Clone Wars works, um, they all end up perishing. And a lot of people think that that's a reason why the Emperor was able to sway his power and eventually take over in Revenge of the Sith because this, this person who was holding good and bad in balance is dead. And so... This dagger was the only thing that could kill these people. And everybody has this theory that it's that dagger. But it just seems so far out there to me for such a big movie for people who... I mean, not everybody who goes see movies are like us. Then No one's going to know what that is. They're not in the know of Clone Wars. Yeah, and I mean, granted, they could explain it in the movie. Of course. And then all the other nerds will just freak out in the theater. But it just, I don't even see why they would need it. Like, what are you going to use it for? Because mm-hmm. I get it, the good and the light, but it, it just doesn't seem like it's right. But that dagger is a really good spot. And you were kind of leading on to maybe C-3PO's memory of something about Goes the and dagger. He knows about it, yes. And they learn more about it. I guess we'll have to see how that plays out. But like you said, I I, I really don't think that now, dagger has that anything. that works. It, if you think about it, right, that C-3PO needs that, he remembers about this dagger, it, it works, but at the same time, you have to remember to the audience that you're playing to, yes, of course, diehard Star Wars fans are going to go watch this movie, but most of the people watching Star Wars are not diehard fans. I mean, they're fans of it, but they don't, they're not watching Clone Wars, they're not going to be watching Mandalorian, they're not going to be watching Rebels, they're, they're just there for the movies. So, I again, I don't know if that plays right. If you're if you're willing to introduce an element that has only been seen in something that not a lot of moviegoers are probably watching. Yeah. Now another thing that I moving on from that kind of Clone Wars theory, another thing that I've theorized, and I really truly do believe that we're gonna learn more about Ray's background in this movie, or mm-hmm. we better otherwise, what the heck, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> we'll we'll get on with our problems about Star Wars <laughs> in another episode. Um, it could be like. Her father's dagger, she finds out who her father was, and this was his, so she takes it with him and ends up having to use it in some way in this fight against Kylo Ren. Um, it could just be a random object she picked up, Yeah. and we're all freaking out for no reason. It's very J.J. Abrams. It, oh, it's 100% J.J. Abrams. Are you kidding me? Um, but I think it'd be really cool if it was related to her in any way, um, because whether it's... I mean, granted, her father could be, like, Obi-Wan or something yeah. like that, and then it wouldn't make any sense. But um, it it would be kind of cool if it was related to her, like, her it was her mother's dagger, and she meant to give it to her, or, like, she never really wanted to give you up, or something like that, you know? Because they say in the first trailer, that ship that's going into that one weird city that's in the rain or whatever... It looks like... Looks like the back of the ship that dropped off Rey and Jakku. Exactly. So maybe we find out more about that whole process that went down with her getting dropped off on Jakku, and maybe the dagger has something to do with it. Yeah. Granted, that's really far out there, mm-hmm. and I understand that, but it's... A, I mean, come on. It wouldn't be fun if we didn't theorize exactly. like crazy. Exactly. That's the, that's the fun of all this, right? That before the movie comes out, we get to have all these crazy ideas and then we come out the theater and we're like boy were were we wrong about that you know? yeah so I, I, it's part of it i can't wait to do the review of this movie like it, i just can't wait exactly and you know my theory about ray is that I, i'm back and forth on my theory about ray i have i have two theories one i think she's either a manifestation of the force itself or so anakin pretty much basically or the fact that it's another contingency plan of the emperor that the emperor somehow created her in some way or he found a force sensitive child or maybe a force sensitive person and he kind of kept an eye on that family and then once they 
had a daughter, Ray. He took the daughter away from the family and he put them and he put her on Jakku, waiting for the moment to reveal himself to her and say, turn to the dark side. I could see that. Maybe he foresaw what she would become. And and maybe, because I, I don't believe the Emperor is alive in this. I don't believe the Emperor is alive. I don't either. I think that he is influencing this movie, though. I think his influence in this movie is going to be very strong, but I don't think it's because he's alive and he's... He's all burnt up because he fell into like the core of the Death Star or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I hope I th- not. I think I'll, I think that he's kind of like whispering in the ear, like that influence is there, and and maybe the person who actually put Ray on Jakku is Supreme Leader Snoke, but he was just kind of orchestrating a plan that the Emperor had. But now that the Emperor is not alive, he just kind of like Operation Cinder, right? I mean, he had all these people from the Empire continue to fulfill the duties of the empire even with him gone so why why can't that be the case with supreme leader snoke right that he was the one that that found this force force sensitive child and put her um put her on jakku he and supreme leader snoke says in the last jedi that he's like put them together he he does say that he says i put your minds together so he has that that ability you know, I mean, maybe he's not Darth Plagueis, like what we were all theorizing, but maybe he still has an important role in this trilogy that he was just fulfilling the Emperor's wishes. Yeah, because we really don't have any background on Snoke. And to be honest, my gut feeling is we're not going to get much on him. I, I don't think we're going to get much on him either. And that gets me mad because he, he was very he was built up a lot in Force Awakens. And then Last Jedi comes and just dies. Yeah, no, I agree. He, we're kind of now talking about our problems. But. Yeah, it, I agree. It is kind of a thing. But if we're theorizing what we're going to see about Snoke, I don't think we're going to see that much. Going back to what you said about Palpatine being dead, I agree. You know, there's the the idea that the Sith get attached to objects. And he, he's, I mean, come on, everybody said it. He's attached to the Death Star. I, yeah, that's and that's just I his place. And maybe Kylo goes there. To seek wisdom yeah. from Darth Sidious because he respects him more than he ever respected Snoke. Or yeah. like, this was Darth Vader's master. So it's like, wow, exactly. Darth Sidious. So I can see that. And obviously this scene in the trailer where it looks like he's on some sort of throne that's mechanical on the back. It's not the throne yeah. that we see in the other shot, which mm-hmm. is concept art, actually. Yeah, concept art. Which is beautiful. I love it. And um, most uncomfortable throne looking <laughs> ever. But um, he uh, clearly is just... It's It's got to be a vision. Around it's even it's foggy. Yeah. It's even foggy. It almost reminds me of the Mysterio scene in Spider-Man <laughs> Far From Home. Like, the, it's, like, it's... Around it is, like, blurry. Maybe they did that on purpose to kind of hide where it is. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, I truly believe it's a vision. And, like, this is going to be, like, Ray's true test. I'm most fo- I'm I'm one of the believers, moving on from a theory, kind of Ray's true test being a Jedi. I don't think Kylo's going to turn to the light side. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are probably going, what the hell are you talking about? Because, like, that's what they've been setting him up for yeah. and everything like that. I truly don't. I think the Emperor's going to make him double down on his dark side, his faith in the dark side, and Rey's almost going to play like a Luke Skywalker figure mm-hmm. in like how he did in Return of the Jedi. Maybe Kylo does something to save Rey, and it like is like a heroic thing, mm-hmm. but I don't think he like turns to the light side and lives. Yeah. Like I truly don't think that happens. Mm-hmm. Hell, maybe they both die. Or something. You know, something that I thought about. I'm sorry to cut you off, no, but good. I would love—not that I would love to see this, you know—but I think it would be s- such a cool opportunity for Star Wars to have Rey die in this movie, and for Kylo Ren to live. I think something happens. Maybe, maybe in the end, Kylo Ren is a bad guy, right? And Rey is good. Maybe Rey is at all good, and Kylo Ren is at all evil. But I like the idea of because Rey is the all good, she still sacrifices herself for Kylo Ren because she believes that he can be good. And she ends up sacrificing herself. And maybe that itself sways him. Sways him. And at the end of the movie, yes, we don't have Rey anymore, but now we have the light and it's Kylo Ren now. I think that would be, for me, that would be kind of an ideal end to the movie. 
It would make sense. It would make so much more sense because she has, like, obviously there's a year time difference mm-hmm. between The Last Jedi and this movie, but she has, like, zero training. Yeah. And if Kylo was to be the Jedi, the big Jedi going forward, obviously we probably won't see him in anything else. Yes. In my personal opinion, he may make a cameo, and they may not even need Adam Driver to play him. Exactly. If he just wears the helmet. Kind of like how Darth Vader in the other movies. Yes. Um, so it's... I, th- I like your idea. I really do. I think it would also be really cool... Personally, I don't think he's turning. But he'd be really cool if they did flip. Yeah. Because that would just be so amazing. It's, like, it's, it's so unpredictable. And it's risky. you know. And yeah. that's what worries me about those theories. That Ray dies or that it flips. I think it's very risky and I don't know if they're willing to do something like that. Because yes, you if you do something like that, right? Like let let's say they flip or let's say Ray dies. Are you happy with that? Like would you generally be happy with that? Um it would be depend it would depend on how they yeah. did it. So like let's say this, it's it's well executed. Look, look, just if it's well executed world, then yeah. yeah. So it, we might like that, but others might not. Regardless think, of how it's executed. I don't think Disney toy sales would like that. Exactly. Because exactly. little I mean Little, well, I mean, like little boys and girls, like they, let's be honest, they like Kylo being the bad guy, exactly. and they like yeah. Ray I like being Kylo the good, being the bad like, guy. Yeah. yeah, and so it's. I see the thing is, I like Kylo being the torn guy, and maybe that's all it is. Maybe in the end, it's just lost potential. Maybe that's what they try and play to. That in the end, the story of Kylo Ren is a sad story. It's this guy who is is pulled from the light and the dark. And in the end, he chooses the dark, or he's so conflicted that he doesn't know that he just sticks with the dark. And he ends up dying. And and in the end, like, it's a sad story, you know? It, this doesn't have to end and he turns to the light and Ray turns to the bad. In the end, it could just be that good wins. Because, you know, if we've learned anything in Star Wars, it's that good surpasses the evil. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes good people, like Kylo Ren, or they're good people first, that they're just corrupted. And in the end, they lose their battle. It's like it, Darth Vader. Exactly. It could just be a retelling of Darth Vader's story. And... and I'm fine with it ending like that, too, because sometimes it can't be perfect like that, right? Darth Vader made that decision in the end, and yes, you you could argue that in the end of Return of the, Je- in Return of the Jedi that Darth Vader is a good person in the end, or that he's kind of like with the light side. I mean, he becomes a force ghost, so he is kind of with one with the light he, side. He, becomes a, he returns to his Jedi teachings. Exactly. So it could be that. I mean, Ben Solo was training to be a Jedi. So he still has he has Jedi teachings in him. So Probably could it more be, than Ray does. Yeah, I mean, if we get to that, <laughs> then that's another problem because our is it a carbon copy now of Return of the Jedi? Oh, I mean, J.J. Abrams did such a good job with The Force Awakens, but it is a carbon copy of A New Hope. I'm really hoping this isn't a so carbon that, copy. Which is why we want it different, right? Which is why we would like to see something like Kylo Ren becoming good. Maybe, maybe in the end they're both good. Maybe she sways him at the end. And they both live. Maybe there is... A... Maybe they both die. Maybe they both live, maybe they both die, and in the end, it's just good people. Maybe They're, just the... Finn dies, like I think. Yeah, <laughs> Finn sacrifices himself. We could be... Oh, God. We could be here for hours, but... I won't... Because the thing with Rey and Kylo Ren, I think there is potential for a face-off in the end, but not between them. I think they're going to they're gonna fight in this movie. We've seen it already. In the trailer, they're fighting on that You'd hope, on right? the water planet of <laughs> oh, oh god, I forgot the name. Kef Burr. Yeah, there you go. We, you know, they're they're gonna fight in this movie, but maybe in the end they come together for the greater good, and they fight the first order, because the first Kylo Ren's the supreme leader of the first order, but he's not the embodiment of the first order. I don't believe it. I think General Hux is. General Hux, the new character, Allegiant General Pride also, they're the embodiment of the first order. Kylo Ren really isn't, right? He's just kind of like this... I don't know. I don't even know how you would describe it's a, it's him. It's like a prime... A I mean, arm. if you want to think about it, it's like Darth Vader and Grand Moff Tarkin. Exactly. Grand Moff Tarkin embodied the Empire. And Darth Vader was just like... Well, they're helping me yeah, exactly. get tracked down everybody yeah. and stuff like we that. We haven't even talked about the Knights of Ren. The Knights of Ren have been in zero trailers. Yeah. The Knights of Ren have been non-existent. Exactly. And... There was a picture in the Vanity Fair article, I mean, other than that, yeah. But they were on that... They were on Pasana, that desert planet. So is that where we see them? 
it seems like that's the only place we're seeing. Is them. there even time in this movie for the Knights of Ren? They're why in were, the movie. Why but were they how? even made? Like, why weren't they in the last movie? Yeah. Like, okay, now we're getting into problems. Well, that's that's the thing because initially Ryan Johnson had the Knights of Ren as the Praetorian guards in Snoke's throne room. That's what they were. And they were just gonna die. Yeah. Ouch. And then they just they said no because. I guess they had bigger plans for them. And, I mean, this is the longest-running Star Wars movie. It's going to be, like, two hours and 35 minutes. I think that's what their actual runtime is. But do you have... With everything that we've seen so far, do we have time for the Knights of Ren? At this point, is it in the way? What if the movie... What if they just die right away, you know? And it's like, okay... Like, but in a way, it's like, that's so wasted. It, it is wasted, but it's like... Oh, man. I, no, there's I'm so much you. more for this movie to cover. What I even would... are the Knights of Ren? Were they Jedis? Apparently, they existed before Kylo Ren, which I I didn't think that was the case. Is I that how they Kylo were... got his Ren name? Yes. And he became the leader of them, not that he created them. I think that's what it is, but that's not what I initially thought. I thought that... Because you know how in Force Awakens... Um, Luke says or in Last Jedi he says that Kylo Ren destroyed the Jedi Temple and he took a couple Padawans with him in the process I thought those were the Knights of Ren so did I so but apparently not that's just a it's a confusing story that hopefully gets told so, we all want to know how the lightsaber got into got to Takodana we all want to know how I mean, the Knights of Ren. We want to know about Snoke. We want to know about her parents. We want to know about Darth Sidious. There's just... There's so much ground for this movie to cover. This movie has almost a Spider-Man 3 full of... Like, I keep keep bringing in Marvel here, but you're a big fan of Spider-Man 3. If you've seen Spider-Man 3, there's just so much going on in that movie. There's Venom, Sandman, New Goblin. There's just so much going on in that movie that it's just like one thing after another, and I'm really hoping that this movie doesn't end up being one thing after another. That big fight scene, or I guess, let's let's move on to this, because we've talked about Ray and Kylo for a while. I know we're kind of jumping around, but let's actually make like a clear transition here. Ray and Kylo, we've kind of given our thoughts on that. Wait, can I actually... Sorry. Okay, you say something. The throne room. I think that's the beginning of the movie. I'm not saying like the, this, the movie opens and they're in the throne room. Because... in in Last Jedi, Kylo Ren wanted Rey to join him to make their own thing, right? Whether it was good or bad. Yes. They just wanted, he wanted to rule. Yes, with Rey. I still think he's, that offer's on the table. And I know Rey closed the door on him, literally and figuratively, in at the end of Last Jedi. But I, I think they're going to meet in the throne room. If you notice in that throne room scene, Rey has her lightsaber ignited, Kylo Ren doesn't. They're not going to fight in the I mean, it's room. tough, though. He does have his cape on. He might yeah. have it on. Yeah. No, I'm sure he has his lightsaber on him, but I don't think... No, he might have it, like, lit. Oh, though. okay, okay. Like, the, the, the cape... There's a good... Knowing the way he was flipping it earlier, yeah. there's a good chance that he's holding it somewhere yeah. over to the side. Ex- yes. But I I, I don't think that we're going to see a fight in the throne room. I think there could be some important dialogue in the throne room. Like and then a fight. Maybe... We get a refresher on what happened to the Empire or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? And they're just like, well, this is going to happen to us. Like, yeah, like Kylo Ren just goes like, do you know where we are? Yeah, exactly. Because Rey grew up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. So she's no one. She's nothing. <laughs> they're nobody. But not to him. Um, yeah. <laughs> Everyone keeps telling me I, they know who I am. Oh, I do. Uh, but, yeah, no. Like, the throne room... See, you think that the that, that, there's no way the throne room's in the beginning of the movie. They at least have to come back to it. Like, that's got to be... That's a huge thing. Especially coming from someone who's watched Star Wars forever. The, the throne room the is throne huge. The throne room being in that trailer, like, I had to stop and just stare at that scene. There's a throne room... The throne room is in the movie, but there's another throne in this trailer. I understand that, but oh my goodness. That other throne's got to be, like, in the vision, right? Because why would Sidious be in the throne? Well, Sidious could be in different places. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he had another command post or something. Not the Death Star. Kind of like in Battlefront 2, where they had, like, all the goods, like, all, like, the artifacts and stuff. Maybe he has another area, right? And he has a throne there, you know? 
Maybe they're going. Maybe, maybe that's, that's his a, actual place. Maybe that iceberg planet in the trailer is one of those areas, right? An area that was like an imperial city, where Sidious could also go if he was not on the which Death Star. Which is why there's so many Star Destroyers. Which is what I wanted to move on to, if you want to. Yes, let's do it now. Because that that space battle scene. I have another theory about this. I know you have another theory about this, <laughs> and you say that there's not a lot of things from the end of the movie in there. Like, How can that if not? that's not the end of the exactly. movie, then what the hell I, is the end and of this I under- movie? I understand that, that, like, how the hell is that epic space battle that we're going to get <laughs> not at the end of the movie? I, I just think, I feel like the end of this movie is going to be very intimate. Well, I'd hope. Yes, but in, not intimate in the scaling of the fight. I don't think, uh, yes, the resistance in the First Order, regardless of Rey and Kylo Ren, which are the major players of this movie, they're going to fight, right? Because you have to put Lando somewhere, you have to put Chewie somewhere, you have to put Finn somewhere. I don't think there's going to be this whole thing of, like, Finn and Poe and Chewie and Lando are all with Rey and they all fight Kylo Ren together. This is Rey and Kylo Ren's fight, if they even do fight against each other at the end of the movie. But my theory about all those Star Destroyers is... um, is that it's a, it's a secret fleet. Because once again, the contingency plan, Operation Cinder, it's known, it's canon, that when the Empire, when they knew that they were done, they went for that final fight, which is the Battle of Jakku. Yep. And the Emperor, or someone, sent coordinates to important people in the Empire. And they said, go to the Outer Rim. Not even the Outer Rim. Go to Wild Space, right? Go to the outer regions of the galaxy and let's all meet. These really important people, right? And one of them was um, General Hux's father. Another one was um, Grand Admiral Ray Sloan. She's another, you know, like a Thrawn, right? Yeah. And Which is I'm <laughs> leading to. No, I'm not. Le- I'm not. As much as I want to lead to Thrawn, I don't think Thrawn's in this movie. But I don't know. We'll I would see. love for him to be in this movie. But we want everyone to be in this movie. Are you we me? want Thrawn. We want Ahsoka. We want. We just want everyone in this movie. I it's want not literally every. If Jar Jar's not in this movie, I'm pissed. <laughs> so, I think that secret fleet is out there. Maybe that's what the plot of this movie is. Right? Find the secret fleet. Whoever finds a secret fleet wins the war, right? Could that be, a th- like, what them the running is? on the ship with the horses? Maybe that's their ship. Maybe that's their ship that they stole because now they know the secret fleet. They have is enough that resistance people to do that? Memory? Well, that actually wouldn't make sense. That's you. Three no. knows where a secret fleet is, but um, that. It's just I just don't believe that the first order has all those star destroyers on hand. No, I, know I it's don't. A year, no, I don't still. think it's first order ships either. I think it's something the empire had had hidden, like yeah. you said. And um, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Grand Admiral Thrawn in this movie. He's a guy that was supposed to be leading them. Yeah, which would be fantastic. I haven't seen the end of Rebels, but yeah. I know he's not dead. <laughs> what if? What if we're like? No, I know for a fact he's, I know not, he's not dead. dead either. But he went out. He went out into deep space. Exactly. And so we don't know where he went out. Where, into yeah, deep exactly. Space. Where, hashtag where is Grand <laughs> <laughs> And this movie, Grand Amethron is an alien. He lived during the Clone Wars. He was living during when the Empire was a thing. So he clearly ages. He, he can live for a long time. I'm sure he can. Chewie's like 240 years old. Yeah, he's something crazy. I'm sure he can be alive now. I, I don't doubt that Grand Admiral Thrawn is alive. I do think he is alive. And and guess who else is alive if that's the case? Ezra Miller, who's also in Rebels. Because they go out together. It's true. So, I don't think Ezra Miller's in this movie. Where's Eli Vanto? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we still haven't read Thrawn Treason. We're, we've been very slow on our reading. Okay, very. anyway. Um, and podcasting. <laughs> and everything um, involving this. But... I think it's a secret fleet. We see that Star Destroyer, like, bursting out from the ground. Is a se- is the secret fleet hidden, like, under ice or something? It's got to be under ice or something. Is the Maybe secret it's a fleet, factory underneath, like, the planet. Is the secret fleet what that red laser was in that first trailer? 
that looked like it was coming from like a Death Star type thing. I still think that's a dreadnought. It's just like another dreadnought. A dreadnought or something like I don't know if you if everybody's played Battlefront Two the campaign they have the little ships that yeah. are like beaming down. Maybe it's that. It seems a little bit more powerful in my opinion. Yes. Um, which means it could be the power of an entire fleet. Now maybe it's just some new technology that they'll introduce where every Star Destroyer can combine its lasers and if they shoot it at the same time then it delivers a blow that you know what I mean? Something. I, I refuse to I refuse to believe that there will be another super weapon. I do not want another super weapon. You do not want it, but that doesn't mean that And maybe I'm weapon. ignorant and not involving it in any of my theories. I just don't want another super weapon. But I think there's a secret fleet. I think that's definitely I think that's a plot device in this movie. Find the secret fleet. And maybe that leads to everything, right? Maybe. Which is why I think everything on the Death Star is at the beginning of the movie. Not the like the late first act, beginning of the second act. I think they're like, okay, there's a secret fleet. How are we going to find the secret fleet? Well, I don't know. Maybe we go to the Death Star and we find and we look for something, right? And Kylo Ren knows that too. So then all of a sudden the First Order and the Resistance are both at the same place trying to find the secret fleet. They're trying to find a clue to the secret fleet, which is why Rey and Kylo Ren are there at the same time. Or the First Order is trying to find a secret fleet. The uh, Resistance are hearing that they're looking for something. Yes. And they want to stop yes. them. Whatever. Yes. They don't know what they're looking for. Because personally, I don't think the Resistance wants a secret fleet. They're a, they're a bunch of good people. I think they just want that to just like not be known. And, and we've seen the the shot with like all of those ships. Like, yeah. I mean, would a bunch of star destroyers be nice? Yeah, but they have all those ships. They have Mon Calamari yeah, ships. And back I just there. don't think that that that's their character. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, just, I don't think their character is let's get a bunch of ships and blow up the first order. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like they'd rather save as much of the people in the first order that don't agree with it. Yeah. Than not. Mm-hmm. You know. So because that's that's what I feel like is the difference between the resistance and like the rebel alliance. Yeah. Like the rebel alliance is like let's blow this thing up. Mm-hmm. And I think they're a little bit different. I mean, obviously they blew up. Starkiller base, yeah. but now they've gone through so much growth. So, well, growth as in like 16 hours. But, <laughs> um, it's just, I don't know. I don't think they'll both be looking for the fleet. Maybe they're stopping them. No, from, maybe, maybe, maybe the they Resistance know, wants to get rid of the fleet. Maybe yeah. the Resistance knows where the fleet is. And they want to stop them from finding anything that would lead them there. Because yeah. the Resistance maybe feels like they won't be able to stop them from getting there. Because yeah. the First Order is still very powerful. They now, don't have maybe, Starkiller base, but they got a lot of stuff. Now, maybe because it's been a year, the First Order is rebuilding its fleet, and they have a ton of ships that they've made in a year. Yeah, we could also do, and, just be overthinking this. Yeah, and then the Resistance is like, hey, they're building a fleet. Let's go and do whatever we can before it gets them. even bigger. And maybe that's and then they, the climax they of the get movie. there and they realize that it's already big. And yes. this is going to be like the fight of their lives. Exactly. Like the battle over Endor. Yeah. it's It could just be that. And, be and, just, and while that's happening, Ray's fighting Kylo, which yeah, is got to happen. as much as I hate to think that's what it is, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I'm just, I just don't think that the, that this movie's going to take a lot of risk. They almost can't. Yeah. Like, The Last so, Jedi was a risk. Someone like me wants them to take a risk. Yeah. Because if they take a risk and it hits, it could be insane, which a risk would be like Thrawn. Or Ray dying. That's a huge risk. And whether that works out, like, I I think, I don't think they make that risk, but it's yeah. it's tough. Now, maybe, especially with toy sales. Toy sales, I, I'm sorry, but Disney is Disney. And if you kill any Ray, company that's is any company. Nobody yeah. wants to buy an action figure of a character that's dead. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, I guess people buy, like, Han Solo ones, but, like, Ray's only been in two movies. Yeah. She gets in her third movie and just dies. There, there are just bigger factors that are just not the movie, like merchandising, like potential spinoffs. Exactly. Potential parts. cameos. Exactly. I mean, continuing the canon, like books, comics, all those things. All those things play a factor into this, and I know that's not good because that's not what you want to. That's not what you want to hear, and that's not how but you want the creative team to kind of create a movie based on the fact like oh because we can't turn a good character bad you know you don't want to hear that 
because it's going to hurt merchandising. But that's kind of the reality that we're in, especially with the amount of money that Star Wars brings in. So I mean, they have the ability to make that risk, though, because it's Disney. So why? Yeah, exactly. So why not? Why? Why? The only reason why why not is because they had a flop. I guess it's not a flop, but they had a movie like The Last Jedi that people just tore apart. Yep, it's literally fifty fifty on Last Jedi. It's if Last Jedi was a better movie, this wouldn't even be a question. Like Ray dying could possibly happen. Yeah, but I really just don't think it happens here. Kylo has a higher chance of dying. (laughs) Coward's dying. (laughs) It's just. That's another thing of people who we think is going to die. Is Lando going to die? Is I don't think Chewie going to die? I don't think Lando's going to die because I think they understand that a lot of the fans are angry that they've killed off all of their characters, like Han Solo and um, and Luke. Even though Luke's, Luke's dead physically, but he's not. Dead. I mean, what do you do with Leia, though? you got to kill her off, right? Thank you for bringing that up. We haven't talked about Leia. I think this movie opens at Leia's funeral. And maybe that scene where she's I've where said she's so many things about where, the movie's gonna open yeah, with this. Yeah, and that scene where she's hugging her or she's hugging her, that's very vague. Ray's hugging <laughs> Leia is like maybe a vision of her because she she has the force. Yeah. Or it's a flashback. It's a but I mean like maybe she's connecting with Ray. Yeah. And like obviously that those scenes are from episode seven. We know Leia's force sensitive. Yeah, exactly. Well, Trust me, the last Jedi told us <laughs> that she's force sensitive, whether we liked it or not. Um, but um, we did not. <laughs> the, obviously, we know that those scenes are from what should have been in Episode Seven, and so maybe it's like her, like the original thing of her trying to give her like the pep talk before going to Starkiller Base. Yeah, and maybe it's just like a super emotional thing. What if the movie starts with that, that scene where they're hugging, and it, like what you said, it's that pep talk, and then it just cuts to reality, and we're at a funeral? Yeah, like maybe what she's a, having what a flashback. A or or maybe it's like Ray's crying. She's like talking to Leia about Han's death. Yeah. Because Han was like that father figure. She yeah, because Leia has Leia is obviously in this movie, but she can't. Be we don't in this know movie of what long. capacity. Are you gonna str- like my thing about that is. Which is why I think we're going to see her die or already be dead in the first act. Can you really stretch out unused footage from The Force Awakens throughout the entire movie? I don't think you can. I mean, J.J. Abrams kind of did a similar thing when Leonard Nimoy passed away. Mm-hmm. They, in the one in the Star Trek movies that he... Was, What's that? ...was a thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> in the Star Trek movies he was doing, they had future Spock, who was played by Leonard Nimoy. Mm-hmm. They just had a thing that, like... Current Spock was told that future Spock passed away, mm. and obviously that's an easier story to yes. tell. But J.J. Abrams is like, I'm saying, not saying he's known, but he's had to deal with like someone's death in a movie, yeah, before. So maybe something like this happens too, or maybe, maybe a, maybe a planet gets destroyed and lays oh, on it. No, please no. <laughs> Or, you know, like, she she somehow survives Alderaan, and she decides, like, there's a chance this planet gets destroyed, and she's all like, I watched one planet explode. I'm not I'm not going to be able to watch it and live with it again. So, so she's either going to she's either gonna save it or die with it. Yeah. Which, whew, I'd cry oh, no. easily. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Leia, that's a... Maybe she, I don't know. I was going to say maybe she dies of a broken heart, but. There's no way. Yeah. Where's that literally? From? That's Padme. Padme died of a broken heart. <laughs> she's losing her will to live. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you do, robot? <laughs> like, what is going on? It's like the therapy droid from Alphabet Squadron. <laughs> exactly. Like torture droid or some stuff. That was on the Tantive 4. Speaking of, the Tantive 4 is in this movie. It, we think it is. Well,. A ship that looks very reminiscent Just make of it. it. The it's a very dirty Tantive Four, but um, <laughs> hey, it's, it's it needs to go through works. a car wash. Uh, <laughs> what if there was a like a spaceship wash? There's got to the be. Wars universe. I want to see that in the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to see. <laughs> we need to see that in the Mandalorian. But no, I hope we see. Maybe a little bit more about Operation Cinder and the Mandalorian, which I like then how we're which just transitioning to the Mandalorian. Okay. Well, no, I'm actually I'm tying this in. Um, 
we see a little bit about Operation Cinder, which then kind of plays into the Emperor's role in The Rise of Skywalker. Because they have the ability, are all of the episodes for Mandalorian coming out before the movie? They have the ability, though, of showing the first probably about three or four before the movie comes, before Rise of Skywalker comes out. There could be some opportunity to introduce something that plays a role. Which leads me to my next theory um, from The Mandalorian that somehow the Mandalorian, played by Pedro Pascal, is going to end up on Taco Donna and give Maz Kanata Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. See, I I like your theory there with the Mandalorian, but I mean, maybe that's something we see in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Can you imagine the Mandalorian in the Rise of Skywalker? It's just a flashback. Like, she goes, she finally sits down with Maz. Disney if they did that. She sits (laughs) down, she finally sits down with Maz and goes, hey Maz, how did you get this? And she's like, well, we have time. We're in light speed or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. And now I have time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, a story for another time, you know? Like, it's just... There was this Mandalorian. And yeah, there's this guy named Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's an interesting story. Um, I hope we personally find out how she got the lightsaber in Rise of Skywalker rather than the Mandalorian. But yes. that's just the Star Wars, the the nostalgic Star Wars. Now, I wouldn't, from a, from a business standpoint, <laughs> yeah. from a marketing standpoint, I could definitely see them introducing that in Mandalorian. Or maybe just to have the Mandalorian series and then in the movie show the scene. Of Mandalorian. That's the first time showing up Mandalorian showing it to Maz. Yeah. So maybe that's what they do. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, I have another... There's something that works against that, and it's actually a Galaxy's Edge. I just thought about this. Now, Galaxy's Edge is tied into the lore. It's canon. Yeah, it's Galaxy's in the, Edge it's is on canon, the timeline. And it's timeline. And while you're at Galaxy's Edge, which, by the way, I went to, <laughs> finally, mm-hmm. um, when you're on Batuu, you're essentially in between The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. And in one of the shops for um, one of the like the stores... The Mandalorian's helmet is there in the store. It's hanging on the wall. It's so, the exact replica of so his helmet and his just, rifle. So do you show. think that's just a, like, oh, hey, look at this? Like it, Yes. But, or, but also because they say that, like, everything in that land is canon, that could mess with that theory. It's out there. I get that. Now we're kind of just confirming that the Mandalorian dies, though. So that's not good. I, business. I, do you think they do that or do they think they... No, they're making season two already. I mean, but he could die in season five. Yeah. This this takes place after episode. This six. does play. This does take place thirty years before. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. So we never know what goes on there. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Then he, there's so much. Yeah, my goodness. What else? What? A, oh, Chewie. Yeah, there's the also. Yeah, there is Chewie's. Uh, Chewie's equipment. Chewie's grenades, Chewie's crossbow in the background of that same shot we broke down a while ago where Ray's holding the dagger and they're destroying the Darth Vader shrine, whether it's on purpose or on accident, which I think it's on accident. Um, you see in the background, you see Chewie's stuff. That yeah. He has always had, except for that little time in Solo, I guess. Um, he even has it in... Revenge of the Sith, I'm pretty sure. Does he? So it's it looks just, different. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Um, but it's uh, it's interesting because they also have that shot of Chewie, Finn, and Poe running through what looks like a First Order ship, um, shooting troopers, and Chewie's not wearing anything. Naked Chewie. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and it looks like they're breaking him out, which looks like it means that Chewie gets captured of some sort. Maybe him and Lando get captured. I love that theory, by the way. You brought that up before we started this, and I love that theory. Yeah, because maybe they get captured, and the reason why Kylo doesn't execute them or anything is because Kylo grew up with Han as his dad, and Han's close to Lando and Chewie. So maybe Lando and Chewie had a little bit to do with Ben's growing up. Yeah, maybe Ben sees Chewbacca's that like family dog. <laughs> oh my god it's more the other way around but um it's uh cause I mean let's be honest Chewie just trades human beings yeah. he's, he's been alive for a while now that's very true um but he uh I think that's a kind of a cool unique idea 
then again, where Because that's kind of like the last thing of his dad, if right? Like, his friend. Yeah, I remember I saw this really, the really dice. sad comic on Twitter once, and it was of, like, Chewie messing around with young Ben Solo, yes. and then... And then it cuts to Han getting stabbed by him, and it's Chewie about to shoot Kylo in the head, and then he, like, reminisces and goes down and shoots him in the chest. Yeah. Obviously, that's totally made up, <laughs> and it's like, but it makes you think. Please let it be canon. <laughs> yeah, you let, you, it makes you think, like, he could have shot him in the head. Like, he could have killed Ben Solo right there. Yeah. And he didn't. But it's a PG movie. <laughs> it's a PG movie, but I mean, like, and that would be the worst character arc in the history of movies <laughs> but um it's it's really cool if that actually plays in like him and Chewie actually had like a relationship and yeah. like because we know obviously hear Chewie talk I mean we hear him go but yeah. we don't ever actually hear him talk so maybe this actually has an emotional weight on him that we just never thought of yeah because we kind of just see Chewie I mean obviously Chewie is a character we hold to our hearts but we kind of always the see muscle. him as, yeah we always see him as like Han Solo's like Sidekick. Yeah, I was gonna say side piece, but that's not. The same <laughs> no, he's 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 Han's muscle. If he yeah. needs something lifted, he gets Chewie. Yeah. If he needs a door opened, he gets Chewie. Exactly. He and Chewie's just always been that guy. Yeah. For he, Han, and it's yeah, it's and an maybe, interesting yeah, exactly. idea. I like if he dies in this movie, like what am I gonna do? I hope he doesn't die. I don't want Lando to die. I don't want. Chewie the die. I don't want... If anybody I want to die, it's somebody from the new trilogy. Um, you said Finn. I'm okay with that. Not that I don't like... I actually really like Finn. I think his... I think Finn might have one of the best character arcs of all his, the characters. His character arc is complete already. So it kind of makes sense for him to die. That's why I thought he was going to die when I first... When I saw Last Jedi in the theater, when he was going toward the ram, the battering ram. You know, I knew that he wasn't going to die because I knew that he signed on for three movies. So, and I hated that I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I probably could have thought about that, but then you can also think flashbacks. Yeah, of course. Um, because Han Solo technically signed on for more than The Force Awakens, didn't he? I actually didn't know that. I remember them saying something like that about Han when Solo he... flashback. When he, uh, what's it called? When after he died, people were like, well, he signed on for multiple stuff. Maybe it's for appearances. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I could be wrong, too. I could just be absolutely crazy. But, uh... Yeah, no, it's just an interesting concept. Finn just seems like the character that if he's going to die, like he has the most complete arc of the three. Poe's just kind of been there. I think Poe, at the end of this movie, is going to be the new leader of the Resistance. I think he already is. He is, but not the Resistance, because by the end of this movie, it's not gonna. There's no need for a resistance. I'm a, I'm assuming that by the end of this movie, there won't be. Any I mean, need for the good it. guys win. Like the good guys gotta win in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Or <laughs> I know they they got a win in this movie. Um, so I think Poe's just gonna be maybe like the head honcho of like the the new the new new Republic military or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So Finn, I could definitely see dying. I think Finn, Last Jedi kind of messed this up. <laughs> um, I think Finn loves Ray. Oh, for sure. But Ray can't be with Finn. So because she's a Jedi. Yes, but so... she doesn't know that. Maybe maybe Luke tells her that. Yeah, you can't have but then, attachments. I mean, it's kind of criticized because Luke was born because of that. And Luke also criticizes the Jedi in Last Jedi. Maybe that's something that he doesn't like. Maybe he doesn't like that aspect of the Jedi. It's okay to not like so aspects. So maybe Rey and Finn do end up. Maybe they do end up together. Maybe it's Raylo. I'm completely fine with either. Or I'm K. fine. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, I yeah. really hope it's not... Kylo Ren and Rey falling in love. That would really hurt man's side. Really? Yeah, that that would be the ultimate Disney move. I see, I don't think so. I think that's risky. I think that's a risky thing that they could do. I'm fine with it. I feel like that would hurt me as a Star Wars fan. Because it kind of goes against everything that you've learned in the other Star Wars? Yeah. Okay. It would just hurt I me. I see that. It but, just it doesn't make the most sense at all. But the Jedi Order didn't work. In the end. Okay. No, no, I get that it didn't work and all that. I just don't like the idea of Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, ending with a love story. Really? Because there's one true love story throughout this whole thing, and that was Padme and Anakin. Yeah. And I think what set them apart... I think it's kind of full circle. I mean, I get maybe come for a circle, but what I get, what I think they've... Whether you call it Star Wars fantasy, sci-fi 
action and adventure. What sets it apart is that there isn't almost that there is no like love arc. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's just a feeling of compassion. Yeah. Overall. And it just, I don't know. I really would not like it. Mm-hmm. We're really talking like we're in we've the weeds. been all over the place yeah. tonight. But with, see, in The Last Jedi, Luke criticizes the Jedi. I have no problem with him doing it. No, I actually have no. Because the Jedi were not perfect. Exactly. So why not rewrite the book? You're gonna in the end, at the end of this movie, whatever happens, you kind of have to rewrite the book on the Jedi, right? Because it didn't work back then, and you have all these rules implemented, right? Like you can't have attachments to to things or places or people, right? You couldn't fall in love. You couldn't have kids, right? They were, you know, they were like eunuchs or whatever. So. Why not rewrite the book if it didn't work back then? Why are you going to do the same thing now? That's I, my thing. No, I get that. I totally get that. And I believe that the the way the Jedi are going to be after this is going to be different. And they'll be called Skywalkers. <laughs> the, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Wouldn't be mad at that. I mean, maybe that would understand why this movie is called Rise of Skywalker exactly. because no one knows what that means. Yeah. Um, but maybe Rise of Skywalker has to do with um, Kylo Ren, the Rise of Skywalker. Could just be. Technically, he is a Skywalker, but he's a solo. He is, yes, but he is a Skywalker. He's he is a Skywalker too. He has Skywalker blood. Yes, which makes him a Skywalker. So maybe this literally rise of Skywalker means the rise of Kylo Ren, right? And not rise of Kylo Ren becoming this baddie, but maybe this evolution of a character, right? That comes up from the darkness and turns good. God, we're all over the place. We are all over the place. Maybe they do call them Skywalkers because Anakin was the chosen one. Yes. I mean, Whoa, there's there's one. there's a theory. But I think we should probably hit like the, the cap on our theories here. Man, I could, we were going to maybe wander. touch on Mandalorian, but it looks like that's going to be another episode. Because if you've made it this far, I personally applaud you. Um, before we end this episode, I do want to let you all know that um, me and Lauren Zeno have been working on a little bit of a project here in the previous times in between our two podcasts. We are hoping to be launching our Death Star Radio blog eventually here in the coming at least month. Probably yeah. around the same time Disney Plus comes out, which is about two weeks from today. Um, it'll be an all-Star Wars blog. It'll be where we can go a little bit more in-depth, where you guys can find the podcast a little bit easier. Um you can keep up with us on Twitter, on all of our social media. Um, it'll just be an easier way for you guys to connect with us. You can comment on things that we say. I mean, obviously, you can already do that if you watch, if you listen to us on YouTube. But, I mean, odds are you guys aren't listening to us on YouTube. So this gives you a chance maybe to comment on something that we post, which may or may not be controversial our first thing is a pretty pretty generic blog post but it may cause some controversy considering xeno because i don't think mine's <laughs> that crazy um it is going to be a kind of like our our description of why we have our star wars movies ranked where they are to give you a little give a little thing like a phantom menace number one. Oh yeah see <laughs> we this is where we I'm have the kidding. uh the talks here um, he probably has solo a little bit too high, but um, yeah, I, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up before we signed off for this episode. For so keep your eyes out for that. Keep your eyes on our Twitter account, Death Star Radio. Our at I believe is Death Star Radio One. Keep yep. your eyes out for that because that'll probably be where we announce the news. And uh, we thank you for listening. Do you have anything else to say, Zeno? No, just thank you for letting us be geeks all the time. It's we live in a in a world where it's very easy to be a geek now. I'm very grateful for that. And I'm very and grateful that we have the opportunity to just put a podcast out. Like, th- this is cool, like, in the end. I agree. Yeah, and I'm very excited for the blog, and I can't wait. And I hope you all interact with us. Uh, we want it to be very interactive. You know, we kind of want to create a space for fans, for Star Wars fans. You know, I think that's just kind of like a goal for us, just to kind of put it out there and have people come and talk to us about Star Wars or whatever they, you know, what they like about it, what they don't like, and and not believe that they're going to be judged. It's a safe space. Because trust me, it's taken a lot. We are creating a safe bubble of 
Star Wars. Those bubbles that you saw in Revenge of the Sith, that's what we're creating. <laughs> but yes. for your ideas and beliefs. And you know this more than anyone. It took me a while to kind of get out of that, you know, like I didn't want people to know I was a nerd or yeah. anything. I've, it took me a while to get out of that, and hopefully this kind of helps you guys. Maybe you're just a nerd and you just want to read up on some other nerds' ideas and terrorist to shreds which is totally fine as well but uh yeah at the end of the day we thank you for listening we wouldn't be able to do this if nobody listened um we we love seeing how many viewers we get and uh keep your eyes out for the blog and we're really excited yeah all right that's gonna do it that's gonna do it for us may the force be with you